On today's bite-sized episode of Running Through a Podcast, we're going to talk a bit about the American tractor. We're coming back to another episode of Running Through It. A little bit of a bonus episode, second edition. We're double dipping on the episodes this week, so let's run through it a bit, shall we? I want to talk a little bit about the end of the World Athletic Championships, the kind of momentum and the high of this week leading into the American Track League event this weekend. That, if we're being honest, was a bit of a letdown from a production standpoint. And it's so easy to notice when... You go from the high production standards of NBC, like them, love them, hate them. They have their flaws, obviously. I'm not here to debate that. But when you see the kind of shiny production, the way that Hayward just sounded so full, even on days where it wasn't, and then you go to the production set up for today's American Track League event, the Ed Murphy Classic in Memphis, where, frankly, it did the action on the track a little bit of a disservice. You had some incredible times being run, some end-of-season times, and what you ended up getting was a lot of downtime in between events. You had the buzzing of the generator that you could hear the entire time, and it was just a little bit disappointing because I think there are a lot of amazing people behind the American Track League and it's a really cool idea it's a really cool concept Mm -hmm. but honestly when you look at the production has nothing to do with the events going on the events on the track I think it's a pretty good setup especially when you have to have heats like this and like maybe today where you have the junior events rolled into the main meet it's maybe not the best thing you could do to keep attention, but it really speaks to their purpose, which is to grow the pro side of the sport while still staying in contact with the grassroots side of it. And when you look at the results, you see these world-class times that are being put on. You see a lot of kind of repeats from the World Athletic Championships, people that you know were in the heats, were in the semis, and a couple were in the finals. And you see a lot of that kind of coming through again. These people are still on these incredible seasons and you kind of told you that it wasn't all Hayward magic that was causing these fast times people are just like that fit right now I think a prime example of it is if you look at the women's 100 meter final you had TT Terry running a 1082 which you know I think she said she wanted to go a little bit faster but 1082 in the final of this event like these are premier times being put on by premier athletes. T.G. Taylor coming off of that gold medal final in the four by 100 meters, if you remember, that we... I forget if that was before last episode or after, so forgive me on that. But you see these events on the field, and it just doesn't quite translate on the broadcast. Like Things don't feel like they're hyped up enough. It's a little bit drowned out as far as the commentary goes there wasn't a ton of excitement meanwhile on the field you have a band you have the champagne that they're giving to every athlete after each event after each win and it looks really fun and really exciting but then there's a ton of downtime between events you had kids getting set up and the camera following the kids around for a while and it just got me thinking like for everything that they are doing I think they took a massive step forward with sponsorships, with getting on ESPN, which is not an easy feat, even if it had to be at 10.30 in the morning. 
you're just doing yourself a giant disservice because you're not necessarily going to gain new viewers that aren't already diehard track fans. You come off the huge excitement from Hayward, which was Sunday night, the finals at 2.35 million people tuned into the primetime broadcast, not counting Peacock numbers, which is the highest it's been since the early 2000s. So track in itself is in a somewhat good place right now on the main stage, but we're still having trouble filling that in, right? What do we do outside of the Olympics and the World Championships to get people excited about track and field? And we often fall into this, and I've done it on the podcast before, right? I had Jake Tuber on to talk about you know how we change track and field. And I think often we approach that question wrong. It shouldn't be, you know, when we think about how to fix track and field, it's almost like we are starting from the ground up. But there are some fantastic, long-storied, historic meets in this country that just need better production quality, that just need a little bit of a boost before we have an actual American circuit that is viable. And for the American Track League to continue to be viable, they drastically need to step up their production budget. And, you know, it's fun. It's unique. Every meet has a different environment, different structure. They just have to start over with this production that they're using. And I've been told it's the specific production company that they're using, the specific cameras that they're using. And if it's as easy as that, as just signing up with another production company, like you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not building on that each and every year. And this isn't a personal criticism because I love everyone behind the American Track League and what they're doing for the sport and putting the athletes first and these little fun things that they do behind the scenes to really sell the spirit of the competition. But something's not translating onto the on-TV product. And I think that gives us a good jumping-off point. I don't want to be, like, too entirely critical. I'm trying to be a little bit better with that, right? I want to be productive with my criticisms, especially when there are real people working really hard for, you know, very little benefit when you talk about people in the track and field world, especially with a startup track and field project and i think it's going well but things that we need more of is a better production quality more prize money sponsorship money coming into the sport and i don't think that those things are mutually exclusive i think if you have a better product if every track meet was the quality of what we saw at worlds which it probably is asking a lot of you see this in when you look at the growth of like major league soccer if you are familiar with how Major League Soccer developed in the U.S. Started off as kind of a, a rinky-dink league, for lack of a better word, coming off of the success of the 92 Olympics. And slowly but surely, you know, something, it was really rough going in the beginning. Uh, I think the story is, like, Dan Hunt and... Man, I wish I knew this. But there are a couple of owners in the beginning who owned multiple teams because everyone kept going bankrupt and out of business. So they they bought these teams just to like stabilize the league until it could become stable enough to where you had independent owners. And that's why they have this league structure that's a little bit different than anywhere else in the world and gets a lot of flack. But it needed that league structure to be able to be viable. So we have a viable product in the American Track League. Now, what do we need to do? If you look at the MLS model, they were able to you know, slowly grow their partnerships to where more money got into the league. 
slowly but surely building up. And each year was kind of a stepping stone on top of the last one. So to the point when you had David Beckham coming into the league, you had this low salary structure. And then they said, well, I guess we need to make room for David Beckham. So they gave him this designated player slot. Now every team has a designated player spot. That kept building, kept building. Then the quality of the league gets better. Quality of the broadcast get better because ESPN becomes more invested in it. You have bidding wars between ESPN and Fox Sports and it all just kind of builds on itself once you have that viability of a product, which we do. American Track League isn't going bankrupt tomorrow. World Athletics isn't going bankrupt tomorrow. USATF, eh, maybe. But we need to figure out what that structure is going to be. We have a World Championships next year. After that, it's an off year. So if we're going to keep building this momentum that track and field is on this year, what's going to happen in that off year? That's what we need to start figuring out. So if I'm the American Track League, I am setting up those stones next year to where you know, we could still have the post-World Championships party that today and the next couple of meets will be. But then we have a year of no World Championships, and those years always feel a little bit empty, and that's when we're going to have to answer a lot of questions, and we need to get ready for that right now. So that's my little piece on you know what I kind of noticed from the Ed Murphy Classic and American Track League this morning. We can talk about the times. There were some great times put on. Like I said, T.T. Terry winning the 100 meters I think was huge, especially coming off of the World Championships and what she was able to do on the world stage and you get to kind of put that forward kendall williams won the 100 meters in a 1001 it was like 996 on the day but they've they've once and changed it oh he ran a 999 in the prelims but a 1001 in the final beating josephus lyles 1003 Kyrie king 1004 these sprint races were super close too my favorite race of the day is probably the 110 hurdles which saw eric edward jr's win 13 Point one five, thirteen fifteen. But if you look at this picture, man, there is a lot of leaning out there to, to win that thing. He won by 0.02 seconds, and like that race could have been anyone. I've rarely seen 110 hurdle races come down to where like five people are within who can lean right to win. So that's my point. The action on the track was incredible, but the TV production, like something needs to be done with that. I've t- talked to a couple of my friends who are in the production side of the sport and they're of the same mind of like whatever production company they're using has to get better either this production company needs to learn or you need to throw out that production company and start from ground zero which i think might be a little bit more fruitful if you're asking me so i just wanted to have a quick little talk on that so thank you all for for hopping in it's a little bit a little bit of a bite-sized episode of course i'm gonna maybe try to do some more of these moving forward a longer episode in the middle of the week a shorter episode on the weekend i have a lot of time these days so thank you all so much for listening if this resonated with you please share uh on twitter on instagram on tiktok if you want to talk about me a little bit make sure you're following me justin horniker on those platforms as well i forgot the word platform what is going on with my brain today As always, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for running through it with me. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Give me that thumbs up. Let me know what you think. How would you change the American Track League? And how would you better track and field production on a whole outside of 
World Athletics. How would you change the daily meet, the your average Ed Murphy Classics, your average weekend meets that aren't necessarily Diamond League events? How would you change those production values? And let me know. I'll be glad to see what you think. But thanks for listening. I'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>